1: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
0: Carlin vs. Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Then there's the Philadelphia Eagles and we don't know yet that that job is going to open up, but the fact that we're talking about it just a few weeks out of you after you would never would have even considered that to be a possibility is amazing with how it all unfolded in Tampa last night. It unfolded pretty much exactly as we thought it would. The Eagles did not show up for the game. The Tampa Bay Bucks did. By no means was it A complete and utter domination, but it was exceptionally disappointing to see the Eagles finish the season with the struggles that they did. And there's a lot, an awful lot of blame that is shifted in the direction or pointed in the direction at the head coach, Joe. But we would be remiss if we did not talk about Jalen Hurts a little bit. Jalen Hurts last year had a phenomenal season with Shane Steichen as his offensive coordinator, and positioned the Eagles uh, to be in the Super Bowl, and he got paid accordingly uh, this offseason, got the big-time contract, and now, this year, I don't know if you want to use the word regressed, but he certainly turned it loose if I'm going to knock Josh Allen for turnovers. I'm going to knock Jalen Hurts for it, and he turned the football over plenty this year. It makes me wonder whether or not they have their guy for the long term. I am still buying in completely, but I won't lie and tell you that there was not a Carlin raised eyebrow at the situation. You absolutely have
2: to question the quarterback play because this isn't the only year it's been somewhat suspect at times. Hertz struggled a bit this year. That's okay. We've got some injuries, and in the key spot here late in the season, they couldn't get the running game going at all. The protection was an issue, and he was down A.J. Brown. But that doesn't change the fact that the numbers were down this year. And if you go back two years, the numbers weren't all that great then. Three seasons as a starter in the NFL, he had one great season, which was last year. The other two seasons were, this one was above average. Two years ago was probably average. You go back to college, there's a reason he left Alabama. And when he got to Oklahoma, big gaudy numbers, but it didn't really matter because there weren't any really big wins. It's not like it went, he went to the playoff and won a game and went to the national championship, right? Hertz has always been a very hard worker, a great team guy. He's perceived as a leader, and he's very productive. He's got a future in the NFL. But we hold him up as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He, he, he's not there. He's not there. I would venture to say his success last year – was more a byproduct of offensive coordinator Shane Steichen than it was his own talent. Because without Steichen this year, that team and offense fell apart. And the year before they had the big run last season, numbers were pedestrian. If you go back and look at the three seasons he's been a starter in the NFL, 2021, he's out there. Where is this? Uh, 61% completions, which is very problematic. 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. That's not going to set the world on fire at all, but that's okay. It's his first year as a starter. They went to the playoffs, they went to Tampa, they got blown out. Fine. They build upon it the next year. All the numbers are up. So now we're talking about him as an MVP. What happens in the follow-up? Well, he still has A.J. Brown, he still has Devonte Smith, he's got plenty of weapons at his disposal. His completion percentage drops, yards per game drops, touchdowns per game drop. He went from 22 touchdowns and six picks last year to 23 touchdowns and 15 interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. Plenty of fumbles, and last night when the defense started to give him just enough to flip the game where he would have had a chance to try and go win it, he takes a horrific safety and moves a one-score game to a two-score game and effectively kills all the momentum and takes his team right out of contention. He was poor and I'd love to know where he was as a leader because as this entire thing crumbled
0: I didn't see any of these guys stepping up and rallying the troops. Well, that's where I'm looking. As I look in Jalen Hurts' direction, I'm looking at the leadership aspect of it because it's very clear that down the stretch of the season, they didn't have leadership step up. The head coach was standing in the middle of the street as they're looting the food King saying all is well. There was, (laughs) he, he felt like all along, Oh, we're going to get this fixed and we're going to pound the table and we're going to be just fine. And we're all this and we're all that, but I don't have actual answers. And then you looked at what else they're supposed to turn to at that point. They've got veterans on that team who are good leaders with Kelsey, with Brandon Graham, with um, Fletcher Cox, but those guys didn't have enough in the tank at this point. Well, they had enough in in the tank like Kelsey did, but they didn't have enough in terms of being the same dominant players that they once were to continue to have that same sort of leadership effect on a team that had completely lost confidence. That's what I saw. A team down the stretch, Joe, that had completely lost confidence a team that when something goes wrong it's like ah here we go you know and that's what concerns me about Nick Sirianni potentially being a front runner type guy is Jalen a front runner a little bit I don't think he is in how he handles himself I mean when you listen to him after the game talk about the coaching staff where all the concerns are pointed I don't I don't necessarily hear Jalen Hurts saying the wrong thing. I have things. a ton
1: of confidence in, um, in everyone in this building. Um, it's just a matter of us going out there and playing clean football. And that's been something that we have not done.
0: Well, that's you. That's you not turning it over. And it's you assuming that level of leadership if you're going to be a great, great player in that city for a long time.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can go back to the Super Bowl, and it's easy to go inside the box score and say, hey, man, what are you talking about? Hurts had a huge game, 27 of 38, 304 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, carried the ball 15 times, 70 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, the numbers look great. Numbers look really great. That doesn't really include the big fumble at the end of the first half that Kansas City returned for a touchdown. In a game that was decided by three points. Uh, that's okay. a huge turnover. But, I and then you the... a little unfair
0: with that one. But second okay. half
2: of that game, they got outscored 24-11.
0: But all of us have said, uh, sat here after that game and said Jalen Hurts was the MVP of that game.
2: Except it, it, for when they lost it.
0: Yeah. Well, Except listen. for
2: when they lost And remember, again, 11 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. You could have engaged in that shootout and gone toe-for-toe toe with Mahomes. You couldn't do it. The offense couldn't do it. They mm-hmm. couldn't muster enough drives. He was very good. Very good in that game. But he also made a couple huge mistakes, and Mahomes got the better of him. Now, that was his best season. This
0: year, when we expected similar things, nowhere to be found. Look, I'm not a guy that likes to put this out there. Okay. If you're on the field, you're on the field. I just want to know what it's going to look like next year when he's not dealing with a sprained MCL at one point, which is what he had, and he's not dealing with the finger. Which is what he had leading into this game.
2: Absolutely I, fair, but it's also but, worth and again, pointing I out. I hate to do
0: it. He gets if you're hurt on the field you're quite on the field. often.
2: Yes. He gets hurt quite often. There are guys
0: that just find their way into injuries. This is true. He gets hurt. I don't want to give him that excuse for what happened. I'm I'm just pointing it out as a factor, but I'm not going to excuse him completely for it. I think he did enough good last year and he exhibited those leadership qualities last year where I don't think they have a problem at the position yet. I'll raise an eyebrow, Joe. But I'm not saying that's the number one place where they have to go and make a change.
2: No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that completely. You you gave him the big contract. He's shown you enough. You know what he's capable of. It is your job as a coach to put him in a position where he can continue to do that. But as the season is dissected from a what happened to the Eagles standpoint, Sirianni's going to take plenty of heat. The front office is going to get questioned. The coordinators are going to get questioned. The leadership group is going to be under scrutiny. You got to go to the quarterback. And you got to say, what did he do? And in a huge spot last night, he took a terrible safety. He moved a one-score game where the defense had been getting a lot of stops. The defense was bringing him back. He took a one-score game, and he turned it into a two-score game. And it's no surprise that as soon as they punted it away to the Bucs, James Bradbury again, eh, what do I care? I'm going to let this guy run right by me for a touchdown, and that was effectively the end of the game. Similar situation in Super Bowl last year. As great as he was, huge fumble in a massive spot that gave Kansas City a big touchdown.
0: My retort to all of that, fair. There you go.
2: <laughs> Look at us, fair and balanced. You're Maybe we'll make that the show mantra. Is I've anyone else using that? No, I
0: don't think so. <laughs> at least not anymore. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN radio, Sirius XM channel eighty, presented by Progressive Insurance. There is a story that I just cannot wait to get to coming in the next 15 minutes. Next, we Ooh. give you more of an opportunity. To load in on the calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 We have been arguing all afternoon as to which quarterback coming in the divisional weekend will have the most pressure on them. It's not at all your typical sports radio topic, but that has gotten quite a response. <laughs> Again, fair. <laughs> Carla versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, anything but typical.
1: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
1: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. These are NFL power rankings like you've never heard before. It's Carlin versus... C-O-N-S-E-N-S-U-S.
0: Consensus. I can spell consensus. I have a degree in English. Jerk. I... Super smart. That's what your boy is. God, did I just say your boy?
2: Highly educated.
0: Yes. Yes. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. A quick reset, Joseph. Earlier, we discussed the three quarterbacks this coming weekend with the most pressure on them on Divisional Weekend. Quick reset. Number three. Number three, my friends, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy and the 49ers are set up exceptionally well to win the NFC. Anything short would be a massive disappointment for Kyle Shanahan. There's a lot of pressure on Kyle Shanahan. But we were talking about Brock Purdy for the MVP this year. Oh, Mr. Purdy has got a lot on his shoulders. Number two. Number two, Joseph. That is Lamar Jackson, which you disagree with. You think he's number one. You're wrong. And the reason that you're wrong... <laughs> is that while Lamar Jackson does have a lot of pressure on him, he is about to win his second MVP, uh, you look at his career, um, he has only been to the playoffs for four games so far. Part of that has been because of his injuries. I won't argue that, what we saw last year, certainly. But I also think that Lamar Jackson does have a lot of pressure to get over the hump because of the fact he's about to win his second MVP. But not quite as much as number
1: one. Number one.
0: That's Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has more because, frankly, he's had more opportunities. And the window right now is more open for the Baltimore Ravens than it is for the Buffalo Bills. And as the quarterback as such of this team, where you've had opportunities the last few years and you haven't quite gotten over the hump, You need to be able to do that in a year where Patrick Mahomes does not have the greatest supporting cast around him. A brief recap of the top three quarterbacks with the most pressure on them this weekend, Joe.
2: Clear I disagree on the Allen Jackson ordering. Both under tremendous pressure. I think when we posed the question earlier today, we both knew that those would be the two at the top. It was just a matter of how they were structured. You see Allen under the most pressure, followed by Jackson. I see it the other way around. We haven't mentioned guys like Jared Goff because, to tell you the truth, Detroit won a big playoff game, and their season already feels relatively solid. Right? Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers spring the upset. Season's made. No matter what happens moving forward, they're good. Same thing with the Packers. The Chiefs, little bit of pressure on Mahomes. This is, after all, and I'm going to throw this out there, first ever road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes. Mm. We've never seen it before. Believe it or not, first time he's ever on the road. I'd kind of like to see how old Patty does when he's in someone else's hostile confines because nothing appeases me more than watching him run around and complain, looking for flags every other play. Like, that game against Miami, how many times can that guy's arms go out? Just get back to the huddle and make a play, man. Why are you always complaining so much? The refs will help you out. Don't worry.
0: Old Patty? Old Patty. Old Patty? I've never heard him called Old Patty before.
2: Well, get to Carlin versus Joe first.
0: Is Patty a uh, – it's got to be classified as a disappointing shortening of Patrick. Does it not? I mean, you tell Patty Pimlet. See if he knocks you out. I'm not messing with that dude. I, you I, got I, you got some weight on him. I got a weight on a lot of people. Doesn't mean I'm gonna kick their ass by any stretch. When you're, it's a ama- when
2: you achieve to the level of what Mahomes achieves, it doesn't have it matter what your name or nickname is. All of it's cool. Like that's, that's the thing. When you're that good, yeah, everything comes across as cool. Like you take what's like the corniest name you could have. What's a name where you're like, man, that name is soft. And I don't want to suggest anything because some guy driving around is gonna be like, come on, man. Melvin McDork. Melvin. All right, you you roll around. Yeah, I mean Melvin Ingram. All he does is fumble, right? That's a Melvin. He pulled a Melvin there. <laughs> I always think of Clarence from Eight Mile when yeah. he's like his parents named him Clarence. Please don't but, do yeah. it. Please don't do it. Yeah, none of us on this show are capable of giving that the proper, the proper treatment. <laughs> you were, you were, you were about he. Was
0: <laughs> I kind of want to hear it. All, all I'm you
2: saying. Know what? All I'm saying is that's a a nerdy name just from that movie, just from that reference man, can you please get that track to lay down so Evan could do that so he can take a shot at it? I'm sorry. I were you like guys talking?
0: I, I, was, I had tuned out there for a moment.
2: Yeah. We were doing, trying to solve
0: <laughs> it. At the advice of my attorneys, that's what I did. Uh, Steven in San Francisco <laughs> is next on ESPN Radio. Steven, what's going on, dude?
1: All right, guys. Not much. Just waiting for the game.
0: now. Joe, Colin, Joe's got you by a little here. It, all the pressure would be on Lamar, considering his track record. And also, can I go, just go back
2: to Jalen Hurts last night before he laid down in the end zone for the safety? How about that non-block he made on the, uh, the running back
1: in the backfield there? Gainwell. Just give
2: up. Yeah, Gainwell lost six yards on that play. It set him up deep.
0: I, I'm never going to knock a quarterback for not laying somebody out. Playoff game. All, all, all hands on deck, playoff game. I, I, I mean, I understand that, but do I want the guy getting hurt? I don't want the guy getting
2: hurt. He's already hurt. hurt.
0: He's already I, I hurt. don't want him getting hurt more, or he can't play at all.
2: Look, that game, t- t- Mariota was in that game one way or another. <laughs> all right? Mariota <laughs> was coming in that game one way or another.
0: Brian's in Ohio next on ESPN Radio. Brian, what do you got? Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good, brother. How are you? Good. I've got to go with Joe on this one. Smart. I'm a huge Ravens fan, and Lamar just shits the bed every Whoa, Whoa! Hey. Whoa! 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 Whoa!
2: Hey! Whoa! Oh! I mean, it's not. He's not wrong. It's just you know you got to phrase it differently, pal. You got to phrase it better than that. Baltimore coming strong today. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Crab cakes and football. That's what
0: Maryland does. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, listen, Let's throttle back I, a bit here. The, it's absolutely imperative for Lamar to play well this week, and for them to handily beat the Houston Texans. The Texans and C.J. Uh, Stroud—they've already won. They're—they've already won. They're playing with house money, and I hate that kind of a situation. Like if I'm the Ravens, um, I'm not. Am I worried? No, I'm not worried. But I hate facing a team that has nothing to lose. And the the Texans have nothing to lose this week.
2: Texans are too loose. You can never never overlook a team that's too loose. They're coming in way too – Tampa Bay is coming in loose too. They're going to be real loose. I mean,
0: who was the last team that came in loose like that? I, I would look to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they went to the Super Bowl. They had nothing to lose that year. Nothing to lose.
2: What? Okay, so they were a they were in the wild card round. They played the Raiders in that first game. That's yeah, the yeah. They played you're the Raiders. About?
0: They played the Raiders at home, and then they went on the road, and they won. Uh, they Tennessee. eventually in, uh, they won in Tennessee. Lost a lot of money on that game.
2: Lost a lot of money on that game. I can tell you exactly how that
0: game started. Titans
2: get the ball first play of the game. Tannehill pick. Yep, pick. I knew I was dead. Yep. Just like that. That was it. It was one play. Yep. Tannehill pick. I was like, all right, here we go. This is what I get for
0: betting on Tannehill. Those are the worst kind of games. Those are the worst. When you just know right away, not even wagering, when you just know right away you're dead. Yeah. You're dead in the water.
2: Cowboys, uh, that they, they died on the first drive. The Eagles yeah. last night. I mean, Tampa Bay just willy-nilly. Everyone running free. That's problematic, and I'm not a trained defensive mind, so you might have to go to someone else for analysis like this. But when the opposing team's wide receivers are just running free all over the field, you might be in for a long night. Yeah. I mean, think about how many passes Tampa Bay dropped. Kate Odden himself dropped two big passes in that game.
0: They tried to give you opportunities. They tried. (sighs) You just didn't take advantage. Steve in Arizona next on ESPN Radio. Esteban, que pasa?
1: You know, Joe, I feel like I owe you a beer or six the next time in Vegas for having to put up with Carlin on this. <laughs> you know, it's uh, the thing is, is uh, Josh Allen can have a good game, and Buffalo can still lose. If Baltimore loses this game,
0: hey, four of those five fingers are going to be pointing at Lamar. So, you know, you think so, that if Buffalo loses at home, Josh Allen is not going to get any blame whatsoever if he plays well.
1: Does he have a good
0: game? Well, if Josh Allen has go a ahead. good let me ask you this question. If Josh Allen has a good game, how do the bills lose it? They well, do. that that that's happened before
2: against Kansas City. Josh Allen's had a great game and they've lost. but not with these weapons. Now, this
0: lack of weapons no, comparatively that's true. speaking. No.
2: But should this game get into a scenario like that, which is unlikely, that would be the the very rare low-percentage way in which the Bills could lose a game and Josh Allen wouldn't be the focal point of the blame. That would be the way. It's a low-percentage play, yeah. but that's the only way it happens.
0: Uh, let's it, Put it another way, I'll worry about that when it happens. All right, boy. Sure. sure. Uh, you the, don't need to waste the bandwidth right now. No, absolutely not. Got Carlin enough going on Joe. up
2: there as is. There's... Uh,
0: there's so much going on in this brain right now. And none of it is like coherent thought. Right. It's just, how do I get to the next moment? Oh, my God. Oh, I, we'll go through it the next day or two. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel lady. But there is one story that I find remarkably entertaining and just over-the-top amazing. And it involves a prominent coach right now. In the NFL, potentially, it's next on ESPN Radio.
1: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
1: I think the game that they won puts Harbaugh closer to leaving Michigan. I believe that the NFL will help dictate or determine whether or not he goes. He did what he set out to do. I think he'll feel like he can walk away and say, I did the job I came here to do. Well,
0: we're still waiting to find out when Jim Harbaugh is introduced as the head coach of the Chargers or maybe the Dallas Cowboys or maybe somewhere else. I don't know, because it's been a foregone conclusion, Joseph, that he would, in fact, be headed for the NFL after winning this national championship. Has it not?
2: It has certainly felt that way.
0: I would think so, too. It's Carlin versus Joe, noon Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio each and every day. Uh, Joseph, I look at this quote, and I can't help but chuckle. This comes from Dan Wetzel of Yahoo, okay, who had the following Uh, story Jim Harbaugh remains engaged in contract talks with Michigan among the swirl of the NFL here are the first two paragraphs of Dan's story well-respected college football writer even as Jim Harbaugh meets with NFL teams he remains engaged in discussions with Michigan about a contract extension that includes unusual termination clauses should he choose to stay in Ann Arbor, according to industry sources. Specifically, sources say Harbaugh is seeking language that would grant him immunity from termination from any finding or sanction that could arise from multiple current NCAA investigations into the football program. Why would someone need that?
2: you? I don't know. Did you negotiate that into your ESPN deal? I, I did not. It's because you're likely not facing massive sanctions and penalties from the NCAA.
0: Or, or you know, the law, as far as I know. <laughs> I, listen, here's the deal. I'm not signing the contract unless you put in there anything I have ever done wrong in the past, specifically here, can't hold it against me. <laughs> I have no bearing of responsibility for anything that I have ever done. Can't do it. I mean, the last time we heard from Jim Harbaugh this is what we heard it couldn't have gone better it went exactly how we wanted it to go uh to win every game the off off the field issues we're innocent and and we stood we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent and i just like to point that out and these guys these guys are innocent yeah overcome that it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent
2: well, the most important thing is that he pointed that out. As he told us, he would like to point that out, and he did. Innocent people don't need that language in their contract. No. Do you think Kalen DeBoer just got that in his, in his contract at Alabama? Listen. No. And do you know why? Because he's not facing sanctions and penalties from the NCAA. <laughs> the only reason you put that in your contract is because you know it's coming because you're guilty. But, you know, they're innocent. He'd like to point that out. By the way, I really do yes. have to give him credit because he knows he has all the leverage. Very, very rare is the moment in anybody's life
0: where you find your I'm so blown away by the fact that the truth has never mattered less. Yeah. I mean, think about this. At the beginning of the year, with an NCAA investigation looming, instead of making a deal for a four game suspension, he said, No, we're not doing that. And then he took a self-imposed three-game suspension, hoping it would just go away. Right. It didn't. It didn't. And then he gets a three-game suspension at the end of the year that he's fighting. We are innocent. We are. You have what? Evidence? Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> Deal's done.
2: You got it. I'll set up the next three. I just want to point that out. Do you think anyone standing there was like, you know what? Maybe he is. Maybe, Maybe we got this whole thing wrong. Maybe they are, in fact, innocent. Thank you, Jim, for pointing that out.
0: I am so blown away by the ability to just bury your head in the sand on the college athletics front and on the Michigan front because I have heard so many times about what it means to be a Michigan man, man. And he said, well, you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, you do everything right. That's what a Michigan man is, Mm. except, you know, when it comes to winning, like, and I don't want to take anything away from the players because it was a terrific achievement for the players to win the national championship. But now I won't sign an extension unless you say that you will not hold me accountable for a damn thing. Anything that I've done before, I may get this program disbanded. We might get the death penalty. You can't fire me.
2: <laughs> I always find it amusing when the debates break out in like other conversations about how we don't have freedom of speech in this country anymore. And freedom of speech is is a thing of the past. Just listen to Harbaugh. Harbaugh can say anything. Do you know how ridiculous some of that stuff is? You're right. Like a Michigan man. Here's what a Michigan man is. You are not any of those things. You are from Michigan and you are a man. But the idea of a Michigan man not lying, cheating, stealing, like you're doing all that stuff, man. And you know what? No one cares. But just don't throw the words at us. Right. Uh, We're innocent, by the way. It doesn't really seem like it. All of your actions are the actions of a guilty party. A guilty party goes into a secret meeting and then comes out and says, yep, we're not fighting it. We're not, we'll take the three. (laughs) Like that's not what, no innocent man in history has been like, you know what? (sighs) 20 years sounds good. 2020 20, 20, I'll, t- I'll take the 20. let's let's I don't want any of this getting out in the public about how I'm innocent I'll take the 20 years it's like no you go down swinging if you're innocent no one allows you to besmirch the good-natured of your name your family's name that horrible name they're gonna besmirch you like that and you're gonna go ahead and accept the penalty even if you're innocent. Yeah. shocking to me to roll over like that. I thought Harbaugh was a competitor. I thought he'd compete to prove he would fight to show that he is, in fact, innocent. Which, by the way, I don't know. I mean, if you're Michigan, do you give this to him? Can the lawyers even allow that?
0: I think they probably will find a way. Right? If it means he's going to come yeah. back, they will find a way. It's
2: basically Michigan just saying, look, if it, if all the penalties come down, we don't care. You're still our guy. And yeah. that's that. And it also gives Harbaugh an opportunity that if he'd stumble and he would lose and they try to fire him, he could say, well, no, now you're trying to fire me for the allegations. And they'd be like, well, no, we're trying to fire you because you're losing games. Nope, it's because the allegations. All and I that becomes him, an issue.
0: All I needed him to say was I not only deny the allegations, I deny the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> From one Harbaugh to the other, can John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson finally get to the afc championship game that is right after joe has this really john's already been there but really it's about lamar jackson because as joe uh will tell you there's more pressure on any him anybody uh, else uh, on him more than anybody else in the entire planet he's wrong about that <laughs> that's after joe has this from our friends Granger uh, at Granger, and he's very much right at that. I'm going to stop talking now because I'm having problems. It was
2: a good filibuster, and then it just kept going.
0: Really, and it just and not only that, the words were not coming to match the thoughts, and it was not good. Yeah, none of them were lined up there. Let's <laughs> well, no. shut it down and get the big fellow. F- brief break here <laughs> for the ones who get it done unlike
2: what you just heard granger offers high quality supplies <laughs> and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer all your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call click or just stop by
1: this is the carlin versus joe podcast on espn radio Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert.
2: Pizza, pizza. So this is a special market on ESPN bet right now. Joel Embiid has a chance to make a little bit of history tonight against the Denver Nuggets. He's looking for his 16th consecutive game with at least 30 points and at least 10 rebounds. He's gone 30 and 10 15 games in a row. If he can get the 16, he ties Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who did it 16 times in a row 1971-1972 season. So we built a special market on ESPN Bet. Download the app, check it out. It's plus 105. So a $100 wager would return $105 in profit. Will Joel Embiid record at least 30 points and at least 10 rebounds. That is pizza money number two. We're gonna say, yeah, he's gonna do it tonight. He wants the record. He's been chasing the record, and he's going against Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Huge matchup for the Sixers here. We're gonna play Joel Embiid at plus one oh five to record at least thirty points and at least ten rebounds.
0: By the way, just quickly on on you and your continued heater that you're on at the moment. Yes. Uh was thirteen and two? Thirteen and two, last fifteen. Wow. Last three hundred. Eh. We won't, we
2: won't get into that. We're still right. struggling to bet. All that We're matters climbing. is the
0: last couple of days. We're climbing back. And I would also point out that if you're smart enough to go to ESPN Bet on the app, like I was the other day, and look up, my boy had a little parlay up there that hit the spot, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Uh, it did. Yeah, it did indeed. It was the who Saturday parlay action.
0: You went who, ahead and played that. Oh, who believes in you? Good for you. That's me. It was a plus 260. It was the Texans. And then it was the under in the night game. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, Texans plus two and a half, rocking chair winner right there. And then yep. it was the under in the Chiefs game, which did require a little finesse. We needed a little finesse in the second half to get that there, but it got
0: there. It got there in the fourth. So, But here's the point. It got there, and it was plus 260? I want to say plus 260, yeah. Yeah, and uh, guess who cashed? A little bit of cheddar in the pocket there. So maybe if you just start paying attention to what the guy says, when things are going well, it's... I am a big believer in the streak. I have always been a big believer in the streak. When you are at the blackjack table, if things are going well, you ride the streak, and you don't just sit there. Maybe you increase your bets a little bit. You press. You press, and look, it's kind of like it's here. I'm going to ride it as long as I can and maximize the streak and not just let it, you know, I do okay, but I end up losing it all back. Shortly thereafter. So what it's, do you do if you walk by the roulette table and
2: you see eight straight reds? You making a play? I Oh, yeah. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's not really the, the best approach there. No, I
0: understand that. Okay. Just you know, but sure. I'll I'll do it until. And I knew a guy <laughs> in college whose last name was Black. And let's just say he was not my kind of guy. <laughs> so yeah. I've always had a personal mantra that is, Always bet on red. The anti-Wesley Snipes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Without any undertones to it, so to speak, yes. I had
2: a a buddy in law school who, he came out to Vegas one day, I met him, I saw him over at the Hard Rock, which is now, you know, Virgin Hotels, and he's like, I got this great roulette system. I'm like, what is it? And he gets a stack of like hundred chips, right? He he's playing Hundo's. And he goes, I just play the first and second third. And I move them around. I'll play, I play two of the thirds. So, like, you know, you can play the first third numbers, you can put a chip down to represent the first third of the numbers, which is yep. like one through twelve. Right. You can put a chip down to represent 13 through 24 and yep. then 25 through 36, whatever right. it is, right? Yep. So he he puts it on two of the three and he goes, It's genius because as long as it doesn't hit on the one I'm missing a bunch of times in a row, I'm good. And I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm interested in watching this. And it just blows up immediately. Just, he misses on like each of the first six. <laughs> and he looks up, he goes, this never happens. I'm like, I would beg to differ. Yeah. I would imagine that Vegas has seen this happen quite a bit. You see these free hotel rooms they're handing out? It's not because <laughs> that little system, which is as basic as it gets, hits quite a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you need to go look up the word never. Yeah. See what it means. How about how
2: about we get you over to the bar? We get you a nice a nice light beer. How about yeah. we go over there and we 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 start from scratch? <laughs> Maybe we work on a penny slot, something of that nature.
0: Yeah, we'll ease you in because jumping in the pool in the deep end has not worked. <laughs> you are drowning. I love the guys who have the roulette systems. There's no such thing. There is no such thing as a roulette system. None. None. But the right, the hot hand thing is more of the blackjack thing, and it's more yeah. of. You, when you're 13-2 and in your last 15, this is all just stemming from me backing up my guy and benefiting financially from it. Let's keep cooking. Exactly. Let's keep cooking. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. A couple of more calls that we're going to get in on your take on the quarterback with the most pressure on them this coming weekend in the divisional round. It is Devontae in Atlanta next on ESPN Radio. Devontae, what up, dude? How y'all doing? Outstanding. What Uh, do you got?
2: Uh, I got I got Brock Purdy. The reason I say this is because if Lamar loses, I mean, if Lamar loses to C.J. Stroud, everybody will be like how great C.J. Stroud is. If uh, Mahomes beats uh, Buffalo, it'd be the same thing. Josh Allen can't beat Mahomes. But
1: we don't know what Jordan Love we're going to get. This defense that just played uh, Dallas, what if Purdy, every time he goes against a really good defense, nine times 10, he's throwing an interception. Can San Francisco play from behind? That's the question. Listen, I, Great I,
2: question, too. That is a huge question as we get yeah. into deep water here in the postseason.
0: And we saw them, and they were not able to do that against against uh, Baltimore a few weeks ago. Historically, they, were not that.
2: That they are not necessarily built to play from behind.
0: I, the thing I would say, though, is when you say everybody is going to be talking about how great C.J. Stroud is, that's accurate, but it will be louder on Lamar Jackson. I think it'll be louder on Lamar not getting it done and in the same moment losing to a rookie quarterback. But that will still not match the pressure that is on Josh Allen from the standpoint of you're getting Mahomes at home when his team is just frankly not all that great around him. That's where it comes from for me.
2: Uh, Evan, can you, the news you just passed along to me, can you pass along to Carlin? I would like to see his reaction. Carlin, as you were talking, Evan, passed some news along to me. I would like you to hear this. It's quite interesting. uh,
0: Do I need to hit the breaking news sound? No,
2: no, 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 no. no. It's more an anecdote and it's quite interesting. Okay. You need to do nothing but listen and enjoy. Enjoy the opulence. Anecdote me. Kyle Shanahan meeting with the media ahead of their matchup with the Packers said he already started preparing for the Packers midway through the second quarter on Sunday. (laughs) the fact that he said it out loud
0: too like he could have done that and he didn't need to say that he did not need to say that that's good oh that's amazing midway through the second quarter oh about the same time jerry jones was on the phone with bill belichick's agent oh my god that's great now i'm really rooting for kyle shanahan this weekend (laughs) This is, by the way, this is a very intriguing
2: matchup. We'll do more on this throughout the course of the week. Niners around a nine, nine and a half point favorite here. Shanahan and LaFleur have faced each other five times. Shanahan's 3-2 and two overall. They've met twice in the postseason. San Francisco's gotten them both times. Now the one time was in San Francisco NFC Championship game. Niners hammered Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Chiefs. The other was a couple years ago when the Niners and Garoppolo went to Green Bay in the really frigid temperatures, blocked that punt late in the game, and upset the Packers. That was one of those oh my god, the Packers. Can you believe they're one and done again, which I believe they were the one seed and they were one and done. I'm not positive of that, but I am getting the thumbs up in the back in the yeah. back room there. So yeah. historically in the playoffs, it's favorite Shanahan. But again, you know Shanahan's got all the advantages here, all of them.
0: This should not be a huge problem for the Niners this weekend. I'm going to squeeze in Dirk from Illinois. Dirk, you got 20 seconds. You're on ESPN Radio. Big fan, guys. Hey, I just want to drop in and say that. One, the Eagles. What they did was absolutely embarrassing. I think they need to clean house for coaches. Thieriani just looked absolutely lost on the sideline and was freaking out about just garbage, garbage complaints about slamming the ball down. Hurts. Uh, Hurts is lost. He couldn't read. He couldn't. I know. I know. He comes acro- ac- across as quiet. But at some point, it just looks like he just doesn't care. Yeah, no, that's not true. See, I don't buy that for a second. Not not with Jalen Hurts. He, his he's just subdued.
2: I don't know, if subdued yeah. is the right word, but he's not very, like you know, a- no. animated. Animated. He's not an animated individual. But
0: if you want to point to the idea that Jalen Hurts is going to have to step up and take a whole lot more ownership and show more leadership next year, you are not wrong in any way, no matter what happens.
1: Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.